Boom. We are back with the 116th edition of the Quarantine Cast. As you, uh, as you can tell, I, I have a, a host this time around. Uh, I'm joined by Joe Gravel, who is a friend of mine, also a writer for Bloody Canvas MMA. If you haven't, check out his stuff. I think he's one of the best article writers in all of MMA. I'm not just saying that to hype him up. Uh, his articles are good. He puts his heart and soul into it. So if you haven't, check him out. Um, he also trains at Dragon Lair MMA, uh, and he introduced me to this guy right here who we're about to have on, and Felipe Martins. Uh, I've been checking out some of his stuff, and uh, I can't wait to uh, to have him on. And without further ado, here he is. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, what's up, bro? What's going on? How uh, First things first, man, how are you doing, uh, and how are things there with the uh, the pandemic? I guess that question goes out to both of you because you're both in the same, the same place. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's opened up and then locked back down again. So kind of got our our hopes up and then snatched them away. So just trying to deal with that depression. So that's cool. How's the yeah. uh, <laughs> how's the training though? Like how's the training for the two of you? Is, are you guys able to train or is it minimal contact? What what's going on? So the gym's been closed for like quite a while and I was just bugging them about like, when's it gonna be back up? When's it gonna be back up? I need to get back in there. And then they finally opened back up. And it's been like what? How long, Joe? You think we were there until this recent uh, three or four weeks? We, like yeah, probably like a month. And then some Karen fucking ratted us out to like I don't know some Department of Health shit. We're like they're not being clean. So now we like took some more provisions and they're getting everything set up so we can open back up. So right now is we're a little bit in limbo, trying to figure out you know in the meantime what to do. Yeah, so, you know how some people want you to spar with masks on. Some people yeah. will let you spar with masks off, and it's just a matter of uh, basically doing doing things exactly how the state would prefer it. So one of the things uh, I I mean I've been, I've been Joe and I have been talking about Dragon Lair the past I don't know a couple of months, and uh, it really seems like you guys are a close knit group of guys. What's it like when they're like, oh, you got to keep keep a distance or, or you got to spar with a max mask on does it feel like man like i'm gonna see these guys anyway like do you feel like part of you is like this is stupid like can we just go out there and spar like like i mean as someone who does jiu-jitsu and, and whatnot it really just seems silly that they're taking this this away from us if we're gonna do it anyway as i'm saying yeah it's like it's like they just want us to go through the motions to show to show them that like we're being cooperative and everything but like I don't know, like, the, you know, the whole, like, science behind it, like, nothing's really going to get, like, prevented by the wearing, you know, the mask. Everybody's going to have it under their chin, you know what I mean? Like, you need to, it's not going to prevent nothing. It's just, like, for the show of it. Like, hey, look, we're being cooperative with all your guidelines and rules or whatever. But, no, um, I think I think it's stupid, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. I want to I talk a little bit about, about your background, because... Um, from what I've heard from Joe, um, you, you've done some training with a lot of high-level guys, um, guys who are in the UFC, guys like I, I think Danny Chavez, who, yeah, yeah, I, who yeah. I've had on. I, I really like Danny. I was texting him the other day. Um, so, so, so kind of describe uh, how you got introduced to both, A, the sport of mixed martial arts, and B, uh, these guys at, at such a high level. Yeah, so um, I first got into it. One of my friends, um, Eddie Romero, uh, I went to high school with him. Uh, he kind of like brought the, the the like the topic to me, like, "Yo, there's like a a gym in town. It was called USMMA." And at the time, Jorge Rivera um, was a uh, uh, a coach there. So I was like, "All right, cool." I was like in in my summer, going into my uh, senior year. <clears throat> I 
And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it was like a month before school started. And I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out and see how it is. And I ended up really liking it. But I, like, stopped because I had, like, my soccer season coming up. And soccer is, like, my first, you know, my first love and everything. And I was like, I can't be fighting in the gym and then get hurt and then not be able to play in my, like, last high school season. So I took a break from it, um, from the whole, like, fighting thing then. And then started back up after after um, I was done with high school and uh, started up with Dragon Lair with actually uh, one of my boys I got here now with uh, Anthony Corrado. We started there and then after that it was it was a wrap and kept doing that for a while um, with uh, Mario Ramos at Dragon Lair. And that's where I got like my, my base, my foundation in for sure. Um, and yeah, that's how I really got started. Joe, how did you get how did you get introduced to Dragon Lair? Was it just following uh you know, is it just the closest gym to you? Was it uh people that you knew? How, how did you end up at Dragon Lair? Uh yeah, also Felipe got his um his blue belt in jujitsu there at Dragon Lair. Right, Phil? Yes, sir. Um, plaque yep. on the wall. <laughs> yep, under uh, Mario Ramos. I got introduced to it because I I wrestled in high school. I absolutely loved wrestling. I actually wrestled with the uh, friend Felipe's hanging out with tonight. And, um, yeah, I felt like it gave me a decent base. And then I knew Felipe trained. So years ago, he brought me through. I knew I loved it. I loved the energy. I knew I was passionate about it. Sometimes it's a little bit um, costly. And um, I fell away from it. And then I continued to roll and just wrestle. And the minute I got an opportunity to go back with Felipe and begin training again, I, I jumped on it. I, I think it would help um, everything I do with MMA. And I just think if people can do a martial art that they should, if you can, if there's a possibility that you can train a martial art, I think it just helps with discipline and commitment and learning about yourself. So that's pretty much how I got into it. It's, it's a big thanks to Felipe. One of the, uh, one of the things you said there that, that stood out to me was, was you, you had that wrestling base. I guess this, this question kind of goes to, to both of you. When you first jumped into it, what was the hardest part to learn. I mean, I've heard guys who have wrestled say like learning jujitsu was the hardest part because rather than pushing guys away from you, you're doing the opposite. So I guess the, the question is, what was the hardest element to, to adapt? Um, me, I mean, uh, speaking for me, I didn't have any like background, in any mar like any martial art going into it. Um, I know like wrestling is like the best thing to have going into MMA because, you know, you get to dictate whether are we standing up or are we going to the ground? But when I started, it was just, I didn't know anything. So um, I guess the biggest thing for me was just like the the world of stand-up, getting into it, like not closing your eyes all the time, not being so like he like hesitant, you know, standing up and everything. I feel like the jujitsu was a little bit more comfortable because you weren't getting like fists thrown at your face. It was more like technique. And like, if you're about to, you know, if you're about to get caught in something, you can tap out. It's not as like, intense but the striking for me was like something i really had to like break out of my shell of doing like the wrong things you know what i mean just because it was so like you know the newest thing was punches getting thrown in your face i've never really had that and you know jujitsu you don't have to worry about you know that <laughs> that aspect of it yeah i'd say the same thing defending against strikes um sparring with people like felipe and um the sensei son michael ramos who throw these wild teeps and these crazy kicks at your head and just making sure that I have my eyes open and my hands up because if one of those connects, whether they're going light or not, you, you're not going to like the way it feels. So definitely that being a, a natural wrestler, I just want to grab you. And that's just not always the case with these, with these quick guys who have like Felipe actual professional experience hopping in the cage and, and taking a real fight. 
I want to I want to touch on that point. I mean, unlike Joe and I, you you actually had the the courage to to go out there and, and compete. So I, I want to start talking about the nerves around that first amateur fight you had. I mean, how when did you start? Like how how early into your career was it that you took that first fight? I I think that fight was 2012. Um, and I honestly think I I was only training. I think I started training in 2010. So I think it was only like two years of like intense training. And then I started talking to my coach. I was doing good in the gym. I was like, yo, I think I can uh, I think I can hang with these people. And my coach is like, uh, so you want to fight? I was like, oh, like, I'm not too sure. Let's just keep on doing the training, and then I'll see. He's like, no, 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 no. The training we're doing now is different from the training that we're going to go through if you're going to set up for a fight. So you can't really gauge it off what we're doing right now. And me, I'm pretty, like, uh, spontaneous person. Like, I'll just do something without really thinking about it. So I was like, all right, yeah, fuck it. Let's, uh, let's get a fight. Let's do it. And... Um, and yeah, he, he set up my first amateur fight at 170 because um, in Massachusetts, you need one amateur fight before you can enlist as pros. And uh, Mar my coach, Mario, has a thing about um, amateurs and people that like to uh, kind of um, take advantage of the amateur scene and be amateur kings, as he likes to put it. Like people in like the amateurs going like 20 and like three and amateurs. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like you did it already. Like get out of that. So I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Let me uh, let me just do one amateur fight and then just start the pros just to, like, not get uh, babied by, like, you know, the, the less intense division. So I want to uh, I want to talk about that first pro fight now. I mean, was it it was two years? Yeah, a little almost almost two and a half years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get your first pro fight and it's Bellator. Like, oh, first yeah. <laughs> what what was the feeling like when you're like, oh my god, I'm fighting for for one of, if not the second biggest organization in, in all of MMA? Yeah, so the second fight was in <clears throat> 2014, and and yeah, it was pretty. It was a short notice too. My my sensei was like, hey, we have an opportunity for you. We know you've been you know training. Um, because I had a fight lined up and it got canceled, so I was already kind of like in like a good like flow of training, and then all of a sudden. He just comes up to me. He's like, hey, so I have an opportunity. Bellator, da 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 Only thing is, is it's in a month and a half. And I, I was training consistently, but my weight wasn't there. I think I was around like 178 or, or something around there. And I had to fight at 145. So, so I had a month and a half to cut that weight. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty intense. As, uh, as someone who kind of... I'd say jumped into it, um, you know, both to the, with the short notice pro fight and uh, jumped into it only a couple of years uh, into an amateur, yeah, yeah. Uh, into an amateur fight. What what's the kind of message you would have to someone who's starting it? Do you think take your time, do it right, or do you think you know what jumping in there and testing it is the right way to do it? I think honestly, it, it depends. I mean, from a like. Uh, uh, like a sane person's point of view, like, yeah, take your time, you know, get, get comfortable in the gym, get all your, your techniques, uh, like all your ducks in a row, basically, before you really take that step. But also, I don't know, you could be the type of person where you just need to get your feet wet first to find out, you know, if you can swim or not. You know what I mean? So that's the type of shit. Like, I just want to jump and figure out how I can handle the obstacles. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, had those nerves. I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ready yet. I don't think I'm ready yet. And I just got tired of being like, I don't think I'm ready. Yet. Like, fuck it, let's go, let's go see if I'm ready. You know what I mean? Let's go, just do it. Just get, just get our feet wet. 
Yeah, Felipe always uses that that term when it comes to to doing a lot of things we do. It's just um, you just got to jump in the water and just be sure that you're not going to drown. But um, everybody, you know, starts slow, and it's better to start taking the licks now or start that hard process of getting used to things now by just jumping in. And um, yeah, Felipe, it's just it's crazy that you know you had an amateur fight and and you lost the fight. And then your next fight was, um, you know, you're, you're making weight and you're shaking Scott Coker's hand for, for Bellator. <laughs> yeah. And um, why, don't, why don't you tell us, Felipe? I'll let you do this. I mean, I know you were very close. How, how did how did that fight go in Bellator? What happened? Tell us what happened. <clears throat> All right. So Pete, Pete Rogers was his name. Um, leading up to the fight, like the weigh-ins, like, you know, you kind of see your opponent, like, doing, like, the, the screenings and going through all their medicals. You see, like, everyone backstage. It's not like the first time I'm seeing them is in the ring. You know what I mean? We're in the same line, like, for medical shit, whatever. And homie was, like, pretty humble. He was like, hey, what's up? Da -da -da. Like, being, he wasn't, like, you know, mean mugging or, like, I'm going to fuck you up. Da -da -da. So I was like, all right, cool. He's a nice kid. Da -da -da. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not someone, like, trying to be super disrespectful and trying to, like, get everything at any, any, um, by any means necessary. So when the fight started, I'm super humble. Like I, one of my, like my, my, one of my favorite fighters, Anderson Silva, you know how he's super like respectful, like bow, like I'm not here to like make a scene. I'm just here to like display my art. So that's why I went into it. So as soon as we touch gloves, I go in there, you know, Hey, my hands up. You see me, um, put my hands up like, Hey, let's touch gloves. And usually when people touch gloves, they do a little hand touch and they kind of like circle around real quick and like they get into it. But today, that time wasn't the case. Um, we touched gloves and as soon, like before our hands even like separated, he came up with a head kick and just like shook my whole thing up. And it was funny because like while I was in there, I touched gloves and I got hit and I was like, damn, already? Like fights just happen that quickly? Like, you know what I mean? Because I don't know, my nerves are crazy. So I was like, Super nervous to like, you know, get into the belts or fight, especially on this main stage. But yeah, touch gloves, hit me with a head kick, dropped me. I tried to fight it off, but then took some ground and pound and uh, lights went out after that, unfortunately. It's a rough way to go, especially, uh, you know, in your pro debut. I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, but, yeah. you know, you go on there, it's, it's a big stage, you're being humble, yeah. and, and you take that shot. Um, yeah. Like what, I would have rather got beat up for three rounds and, like, get, you know what I mean? Like, I would have got my ass beat than lose like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not, like, a huge, like, wins and losses type person. Like, I do it for fun. Like, I do this because I think it's super fun. Like, it's just like, you know, playing soccer, you know, playing one-on-one -on -one basketball. It's just something while I'm doing it, I'm having fun doing it. So, I'm not – I don't get too anal about, like, damn, my record, this and that. Like, I just want to go out there, have fun, you know, take some hits, throw some hits and just, you know, have a good scrap. But fortunately, I didn't get to do that. Mm, so. I want to uh, – I do want to touch on that. It is, like you said, you do it for fun. It's been it's been six years uh, since you took a pro pro bout. Is, is it a dream to eventually return to and, and, and make another fight? Or is it just, you know what, I'm in the gym. I'm, I'm enjoying this right now. What is the ultimate goal in the sport? Um. So that, that like, changes daily. Like, in my head, I'll have, like, different opinions. Like, oh, no, I just want to – I just want to train and just be like, you know, someone who's well-rounded, maybe help out with some sparring partners here and there. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I've had two fights and three is a cool like benchmark number of like, if I'm going to stop, let me stop after three, you know, third time's a charm type shit. So I don't know. I've been playing around with the idea of uh, 2021, like late 2021, getting back in there. Um, 
And that's, and like I said, I'm spontaneous. So one day I might be like, nah, I'm not with it. Next day I'm like, fuck it, sign this contract and I'm in there. So it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, hoping this whole COVID thing gets, you know, regulated and we get to like train consistently and I get to be in the gym consistently and really get my um, techniques all sharpened up. I mean, it's definitely in there for 2021. It's a possibility for sure. I want to ask a couple of questions related to Dragon Layer, uh, and then uh, and then we'll just do some off the cuff uh, talk talk about yeah. soccer, talk about whatever comes up. Um, yeah. So Dragon Layer MMA, I mean, for a lot of people, uh, I guess a lot of people who are familiar with the uh, New England MMA scene. First thing that comes to mind is is Lozon or Tyson right. Cartier. For people who aren't familiar with uh, Dragon Layer, who are some of the prospects that they can uh, keep an eye out for? And uh, I, mean, I guess what's the secret there? What's 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 hidden um, that, that we don't know about? Um, so, at least back in the day, we had, I don't know if you know what, uh, Saul Almeida. He was, like, yep. the number one featherweight out here. And um, he was really, like, the the face of the dragon there, at least back then. Um, like I said, I, I was away for, like, a couple years, and I just started coming back in. So, like, the faces I see in there now, they're pretty new. But uh, the people I do know is uh, uh, Mike, Michael Ramos there and um, Carlos Pereira. They've had a few fights. Uh, Patrick Ferrari. Um, those three names, those are the guys I would really, really look out for. They're really trying to, like, um, make big steps in getting next fights. You know what I mean? They're really putting hard work in the gym. And those are the guys that are really going to, you know, be making moves next year. Yeah, hopefully see them in CES or, like, we've talked about yeah. Sergio Premier FC or or um, one of those organizations in the future, hopefully. Yeah, no, they'll definitely. They're de next year. They're definitely going to be making some big moves, just especially you know once we get over this whole like lockdown phase and all that shit. So we're definitely going to be doing that with them. There's a there's a good scene there too. I mean, I think New England right now is booming uh, with uh, especially right now with the New England cartel. Uh, I think a lot of eyes are on what can come out of New England. I think that will open the doors for a lot of these amateurs who are trying to get fights or guys who are trying to make pro debuts. So hopefully things open up, and it does look like CSMMA is putting out quite a few events. So it is it is quite possible some of these guys could get uh, could get a shot. Um, yeah, I'm going to yeah. ask about elaborate on that. I'd say one of the best secrets or things that goes on in Dragon Lair is it's a bunch of people that also train at, at other places and and do that. They they go around the New England scene and they train with other other sparring partners. But it, mainly it's a it's such a close tight knit family that I think that really helps a lot of the sessions and a lot of a lot of the fighters um, share tips and tricks. There, there's a there's there's a high level of competition, but you, you, your main focus is to just help your partner. You know, I think that's one of the main secrets. Is, is you hear it a lot. You see it with Rob Font, and you see it with Cater. But when things are tight and close knit, and there's that small circle, then you really see that iron sharpen sharpen iron. I think. That being that being said, I mean, uh, you've worked with guys like like Danny Chavez. How did you how did you end up meeting Danny? I mean. I, I love Danny Chavez. I had a, I talked to him right before his his fight, his debut, which he won. Uh, very impressive. Before it, right before it, yeah, I think oh, like nice, two nice, or nice, three nice, days nice. before. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, so um, 20, <clears throat> 2020, 2015. Um, okay, so twenty fourteen, I had my fight, got knocked out. Um, a month later, I was playing soccer, tore my ACL, my meniscus. Um. And that put me out for another like eight months. I was gone. And then after after I recovered from my torn ACL meniscus, I was like, uh, I'm gonna take a break. Um, and I was in a point in my life where I wanted to move out. Um, and I ended up moving to Miami. 
and I was in Miami for four years and I didn't want to just let, you know, just like, all right, MMA was in the past. You know what I mean? Like, this is a new life. Like I, it's like I said, soccer and MMA now, like the two things you'll see me doing forever. So when I got out there, I was looking for, you know, gyms to, to kind of keep my, keep my, uh, keep my hobby alive, whatever. And I uh, ended up going to this, uh, a fight club. Uh, it's, it's like a, a chain called fight club. And it's like a, a huge gym out there. And it's, it's like, it's not like a MMA gym. It's like a, a regular type gym where they also offer MMA classes. And Danny works there and he was like a, an instructor there. So while I was going there with my roommate, I ended up becoming like friends with him. And I was like, yo, I used to like, I did this, I did that. And he was like, oh man, you should, you know, you come in and like train. So he ended up being my like, uh, my like impromptu like coach out there. So every time um, his class would be over, I'd come in and work with him and do some pads do some sparring with some guys he was uh, having, um, he was getting ready for fights. So that's how me and him uh, developed a connection out there. Like I was really, you know, really just trying to keep my my, uh, my blade sharp. And he was, you know, we took liking to each other and we just became friends and kept putting in the work out there. He's an awesome guy. I think he he's just recovering from COVID. He he caught the uh, he caught the bug a little while oh, ago. Did he? I don't even know. I didn't even hear him oh, tell me. He got the vid. Yeah, he got he it. Got the vid. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he's just recovering from it. So I hopefully he can get in a fight here shortly. I mean, I, I he had a very very good fight over. Yeah, yeah, no, I was. Uh, you should see me. Like I was watching him fight, and it felt so like surreal watching someone like I chilled in their crib with. You know what I mean? They're showing the crib, and he's now he's fighting in the UFC. I'm sitting there like that's really him. Like he's really there on TV, like fighting right now. This is crazy. Like I've been filming this guy. I went out to eat with him, had drinks with him. You know what I mean? It does, it does feel extra special when stuff like that happens. Yeah, it's surreal almost. It's like I can't believe he's on the TV screen. I want to talk about uh, soccer. I mean, obviously, being Spanish, you know, I've got yeah, that was my first love too. Uh, you know, obviously, kind of shifted to MMA, yeah. but soccer will always have a special place in my heart. Um, so, who do you support? Uh, club wise, I mean, club-wise. I'm I'm not like a super. Uh, like this is definitely my club, but if I had to pick one, which I love, is Barcelona. I just love yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. yeah, Barcelona all day. I love their style of play and everything. You know what I mean? It it uh, complements the uh, the Brazilian you know style of play a lot. A lot of tiki taka, a lot of you know joga bonita type stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's the team I I, uh, I go for. But I'm more of like a, a player centric person. Like I'll follow a player that I like, and obviously me being Brazilian. Neymar is the you Neymar. know the homie, so I've been following a lot of PSG lately. So that's mostly it. Yeah, yeah I'm a die, I'm a diehard Barca fan too. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, being being from Spain, I I had to pick. You had to pick, yeah. yeah. Barcelona, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going Barca. Uh, for you know, based on my the time I was alive, I picked the right team. Thank God. Mm-hmm, um, right. But uh, yeah, Messi and Neymar and Suarez. When the three of them were together, it was oh yeah, that was beautiful. But uh, and, uh, I think, yeah, because of Felipe's soccer background, he has some devastating leg kicks. I, oh, yeah, I'm up, yeah, that, that helps. Yeah, especially like my whole like um, what's it called? Like my coordination. Like uh, I'm a lefty. You know what I mean? So my front leg kick, my switch kick is my most dominant kick. Like you would think like people have like the back, you know, the back like uh, the back kick would usually be like their most you know comfortable kick, but mine is definitely my uh my switch kick because I'm orthodox, but I'm lefty. You know what I mean? I'm all Very weird. weird. Very weird. 
it's it's good to have something like that though something that sets you apart it makes yeah, you yeah. cool and makes it uh makes it confusing for the person you spar yeah yeah i uh i have to ask before before we end this is, how good is joe how good is joe <laughs> joe was uh surprising like it, i didn't expect him to be as good as he was just because of you know when you're new you know you're gonna make new new people mistakes but like He's he's really he's he's better than than I expected honestly he's better than I expected and yeah I mean like I said with his uh, wrestling in there it definitely definitely adds like another level of experience with him and I've been working a lot with him on tightening up his stand up and uh, yeah he's been all with it he hasn't been scared to you know do anything that I've told him to do or like you know pointers I've tried to tell him to do he's like yep I'm doing it like fuck it you know what I mean so there's definitely definitely good it's just looking good it's looking good all right man yeah. uh, all right go go ahead joe oh i'm just gonna say um hell yeah he, he's been a a great help like i, I felipe says it himself that he's always focusing on trying to hone in his skills and i'm not sure if i can really show you this man because i'm trying to perfect this myself and this and that but i can see him training not just kids one day but adults on how to defend themselves and how to do things he's got a natural knack for it i also think it's real funny to bring to life before we go that in felipe's amateur fight in his first fight ever he actually had to sell ticket to get commission so like the tickets he sold is the money he made off of the fight yeah that's the i just only that's, money i made yeah, yeah. Off the i just side. think that's a cool little a little thing for uh fighters if you're ever thinking about um you know coming up in the amateur scene that there's just so yeah, many I mean, things you don't, get, you don't get paid to show up you get paid off your off your ticket sales and that's it that's how the amateur work i spoke yeah. with a uh i spoke with a guy yesterday um he um so he owns a software company and he provided a free pay-per-view service I in order that. to fight on the card. He didn't. He didn't make any money. Like that is how he. He was like, you know what? If you guys use my service, I will fight for you. Oh, so it, it's it's and that was a pro card. Like it just shows until you reach like a UFC or a Bellator, there, there's not much money in it, and uh, it uh, it really takes a lot of passion to really make it as a as a fighter. Oh yeah, like like anything, like you never you never start at the top of anything. You gotta grind your way, whatever you choose to do. You gotta come from the top, from the bottom to the top. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna do the shitty stuff, the bitch work at first. You know what I mean? It's just something. And uh, we're from a we're from a small town. We're from like a small town where like not a lot of people do things like uh, make the walk to cages with Tupac playing. <laughs> right. So, yeah. You know what I mean? I think for for him to do that, for Felipe to do that, I've always uh, kind of held it up there out of high regards. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. It's scary. Like like I was telling Joe, like, um, I don't want you to think like I don't want people to think like, oh yeah, this is normal. Like, oh yeah, I'm just walking into a cage about to, you know, fight <laughs> another human being, about to get locked in. Like, no, nah, this shit is this is crazy for me too. Like, I'm not there like walk waking up, like, yeah, I just gotta fight today. No, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be locked in a cage with another person that's been trying to like train to fuck me up. You know what I mean? And likewise the other way. So it's like the nerves are always there. It's never like a normal thing. You know what I mean? It's never like, oh yeah, just gotta, just gotta do this. I'm, I'm hoping it, it'll be a normal thing if you, you know, if you get to like Vanderlei Silva status, like, oh yeah, just another day in the office. But as of right now, like, nah, it's still, it's still like nerve wracking. It's still crazy to even think about, which is like leads to the whole like, I don't know if I'm gonna go back yet because if you think like, if I think too much about it, I'm gonna be like, yo, you crazy? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? So I like to just pull the trigger on things and just like sign the contract and be like, well, you got to do it now. <laughs> yeah. 
It, it really is like that. I mean, you even hear it at the highest level when uh, Tony or when Justin Gaethje agreed yeah, to fight yeah. Tony. He was like, "I am scared." <laughs> like, like, how can you not be? Like, like how I, can you not be scared? Like, it's not. Yeah, there's not, especially at that level. Like, you're not. It's not like you know when boxers they're like um, they're trying to get like there's an up and coming boxer right and he's doing well. They'll give him like sandbag fights. So like, all right, this like you're gonna get ten wins easy. Like you don't even gotta worry. You know what I mean? They'll like the matchmaking and boxing when you're coming up is so like skewed in that sense. It's so like political because they'll like fluff your record. Like, oh yeah, he's twenty and zero, but he beat twenty people that didn't even know they were gonna fight that day. You know what I mean? It's like it's very 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 cloudy in that aspect. But I feel like in MMA, like it the the level the playing field is much more level. Like you're getting guys that. You know they're obviously putting like record like similar records together, but every and everybody in there is like ready to bang, ready to do some work, and um, and there's lots more ways to get fucked up too. It's not just hands like boxers. Exactly, and you mean just because someone's zero and zero doesn't mean they aren't a uh, you know ten time you yeah know, one done fucking like champion, right? Or yeah. some karate world champion. You, you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, in boxing, they don't have that aspect. It's like if you're all in all in boxing, it's like, well, all you have is boxing to bring. So, you know what I mean? There's not much yeah. to, to be worried about or whatever. But in MMA, this guy's all in all. It's like, all right, well, just I got it. You know what I mean? It doesn't make me feel any more comfortable. <laughs> it just means I have less to like know about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so, for sure. Yeah. And on, on the boxing aspect of it, too, while I was out in Miami, I did a uh, I did a year of just straight boxing, just straight boxing, just to get my hands up together. Um, and there's this, there's this kid, uh, Xander Zayas. He's making a big scene right now. He's the uh, youngest signee to top rank. Um, he's undefeated right now too. Um, but yeah, so I went out to Miami, got my boxing hands right, and just trying to help incorporate that into the MMA world. Man, I uh, I really appreciate. It. We'll have to do this again sometime, man. This was this was fun, and it uh, and I can't believe it's already been half an hour. Like it feels like it was oh, like really? yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I appreciate you jumping on, man. And and thanks again, Joe, for for helping out. Um, yes, sir. It, it made things a lot easier um, when uh, you know that there is some background there. You guys have known each other, and uh, I appreciate it. We'll do this again, um, yeah, and we'll do, sure. maybe we'll do an entire dragon layer, and I'll get the entire team on. And uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, once we um, get back in there, I'm a, or even before, I'm gonna tell them like, yo, we should uh, you know link up, you know, get connected and everything. Get this All right, man. Popping. <laughs> is there a last? I guess the last thing uh, before we go is there any? Uh, how can people follow you and and follow your stuff? And um, is there anyone you want to shout out before we uh, before we close this out? Um, well, everything for me is PMBRZ on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Everything is PMBRZ. And uh, nah, no shout outs. Fuck everyone. They got it right for it. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Um, man, we, uh, we'll see you guys next time for uh, Quarantine Cast episode 117. We've got a big one coming up next. So see you guys later. All right. Sounds good, man. Thank you. <laughs>